Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome everyone to the 268th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, we have made progress on the 2020 Oscar-nominated movies project. <laughs> Did you? Was that a project? Was that a thing that we were going to do? Well, I don't know if it's something that we were going to do. It was really something that I wanted to do. Because, oh, okay. what, a couple of episodes back, maybe even last weekend, you were, t- were you, like ripping off all these movies, and I had yet to see any of them. Yeah, and then we were very off on our predictions because of it. Or maybe not, super maybe off. not because of it, but we just we were we were super off, super off. So in the time since we have recorded the previous episode, I saw the first movie I saw was 1917. Yeah, 1917 was an awesome movie, uh, super worth seeing in uh in theaters. Uh, I think the sound quality was in like un- unrivaled, unless I had some like Dolby Atmos setup uh i don't think that movie could have been appreciated if it wasn't in in the movie theaters yeah what do uh what was your what was your take on 1917 yeah i mean i I really liked it a lot i know i talked about it last time or at least when we discussed it before i definitely liked it a lot love the cinematography of it i thought it was fantastic and Mm -hmm. yeah the the sound sound in general when it comes to movies is i think often under under appreciated Mm-hmm. If you if you've ever been in a theater that that the sound is just subpar, it's it really detracts from the entire experience. If I'm watching a movie in my living room or my computer or something, I know what the quality is going to be like, and I know it's not going to be the best. But if I go to a theater, I'm expecting you know to at least hear sounds behind me, in front of me, to my sides and such. And if it's like oh you're sitting in a room and it's basically like they got a a uh, a sound bar on in on the theater. It's like what? What did I pay for? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the the things that really jumped out to me with 1917 uh, were the moments where it would go from super, super quiet and serene, and then something crazy would happen, just from like the audio, like the at like ear splitting levels, reminded me of Dunkirk. You remember in the very beginning of Dunkirk when the British troops are just walking through the town and there's like the leaflets falling down from the sky and it's like crazy serene and surreal and all of a sudden the German machine guns just open up behind them and it's like the loudest thing in the world. See, I saw Dunkirk on a plane. <laughs> Never mind then because I saw, I saw that in IMAX that, yeah. and I was like, that reminded me of uh, another movie that did that, which was... Do you remember Windtalkers with Nicolas Cage? I don't think I've seen that. Windtalkers is this old, old, old World War II movie with Nicolas Cage where he's protecting Navajo codebreakers. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene where Nicolas Cage, it, there's like a, they're in the Pacific, and the the camera's panning slowly over like a like a lush river with like all this overgrown uh green on both sides and it's like super quiet and all of a sudden you see a body like float into the screen and then out of nowhere 
somebody jumps in the frame is like firing and it's like that kind of like start to a movie was just it felt really reminiscent of that and so with 1917 you know spoiler alert the two parts that really get me are uh when they're in the tunnels and the rat trips the uh the tripwire yeah whereas like oh wait that rat there's i was like there's no way that rat is gonna trip oh he did trip uh right. sort of knock off the tripwire and the second time was when he gets off of the the transport truck yep, on the bridge at the bridge yeah and then the world's worst sniper dude uh, how how d- oh my god how do you <laughs> how does that happen how do you miss that but dude i mean i know casually walking around like a, like it's a tightrope and yeah. he is unaware very unaware you don't you don't miss that shot you can't miss mm-hmm. that shot um, I, d- I will say, I will say the worst part of 1917 was the French woman with the baby uh, sequence. Really? Because that seems to always happen in these movies. There's always some French woman with some <laughs> family that has to think about it. Same and Prophet Ryan had it, right? Band of Brothers, I think, had it. It's just like, we, we don't need this. We don't need this at all. Fair enough. Just have him, just have him. Like even Black Hawk Down had it when the guy stumbles into the classroom and like there's the uh, the teacher with all the huddled kids. No, like, you I don't forgot need that. about that. Well, you clearly have not seen Black Hawk Down as many times no, as I have. No, no one has. <laughs> I'll, I'll, re- I'll put that movie on right now while we're doing this, um, and you'll still get distracted by it. You've seen it sixteen hundred times, but you still get yeah, distracted. It's like, oh my god, have you seen this new uh, this new scene? Anyways, um, so. Really liked 1917. The cinematography bits did not seem like a gimmick. It really felt like you, like it just it kept you like, like in. Like there's something that like you can't look away. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what well, else? Uh, I did. I I didn't mind the cameos. People like didn't understand that Benedict Cumberbatch was in this movie, and I go, you didn't watch the trailer. He's in the trailer. He's, like, he's in the credits of the movie. Like he, he is a. Uh, he's 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 built pretty high. I'm, I thought he was going to be in it more, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I had no. I, at the end. Yeah, I didn't even recognize like, Tommen, to be honest. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, dude, Tommen's getting fatter. And dude, fatter. I need. I didn't even look him up. <laughs> Tommen's getting fatter and fatter. Um. <laughs> Hey, anyone can make it in Hollywood. No. Um, <laughs> I just straight up didn't even notice. It didn't, like, I don't know. I'm looking at him right now, and I was like, that's Tommen? Yeah, right. Yeesh. So, 1917, in my mind, was like, okay, front runner of the very few movies that I've seen. Uh, but then on Friday night, uh, Carolyn and I saw parasite oh yeah and parasite is amazing really have you seen it no no not yet oh you you and you and i have got to watch it it is amazing and after watching that i go yep best picture i get it yeah because no other movie even has like a, a premise that's interesting enough to to make me want to say like oh you could you could get it but I still need to see Ford versus Ferrari. I was gonna watch it this morning, but then I was like, "Oh, this movie is two hours, two and a half hours, or two hours and twenty minutes." I was like, "Nah, there's no way I'm doing that." Like, it's hard to to buy into a movie that long nowadays. 
So anyways, I'm still trying though. Cause I still got to see Joker. I still got to see all these things. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it, it, I think you may have seen more than me now, so I got to step it up at least at the very least. I, I want to see parasite. Um, yeah. I think you should definitely check out once upon a time in Hollywood if you can. Oh, I got to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I I know how you are with, with Tarantino in general. So I'm like a bit hesitant to recommend it, but he doesn't really do too much in terms of time jumping. Like he does in Pulp Fiction. The story for the most part is pretty linear and, and you know, it, it, it just it makes sense to the most part for for the most part, but the real mm-hmm. the real payoff in my opinion was the final like half hour of the movie because you're like you're you're kind of watching it and it's it almost feels like a you know just a a day in the life of and then and then shit hits the fan in the last like twenty thirty minutes. Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah. I'll 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 watch it. I'll watch it. I've been trying to rent them. Be- uh, Parasite was normally like five ninety nine for uh, the rental, mm-hmm. and you know what? It was three ninety nine. There was like some sort of sale, so it was like nice. It you, it couldn't it couldn't be better. Was that uh, on Google timing. Play? It was on Google Play. Huh. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna check it to see if I have anything. Yeah. If you if you rent a movie on Google Play, can you download it to a device, or is that not allowed? Um, I can't remember. I think you can download it to a device, but I can't remember for sure. Gotcha. Um, when are you, when are you traveling? We leave March 4th. So a week and a half. Gotcha. Yeah. Gone for about 20 days. Super excited. 20 days. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I'll be working for a week while I'm there, but the rest of the time I have off. Okay. Is this the first big vacation that you're taking since the new job? We did a, we did Florida, but I was working most of the time that I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, but it's like it's yeah, I would say it's uh, it's certainly up there because because Florida. Well, I was about to say oh because in Florida we were at her mom's house, but in 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 England we're going to be at her dad's house. But we will be doing a bit of traveling around. Like for instance, we're going to be in London for the first few days, and we're yeah. going to be staying in a hotel there, and we're going to see a few different people while we're while we're over there. Who are you seeing out there? My uh, my dad. Technically, my dad's aunt, but he would call her his cousin. They're so close in age. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see Lena's aunt. Uh, we're gonna see her brother and cousin. So we're we got a little uh, schedule planned out to see different people while we're there. But each night we'll be coming back to the hotel and you know resting and whatnot. What uh, what neighborhood are you guys staying at? We haven't booked it yet, so we're not certain yet. Okay. Yeah. We we're, we're we're I don't I can't remember if Lena decided if she wanted to stay closer to the airport or if she wanted to stay closer to where her brother is, and I don't know where her brother is. So, fair enough. I'm just in it for the ride, you know. I'll, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll show up. Did I uh did I tell you what happened with my trip? So I know what happened with your trip on the basic level, but I figured that that's probably what we were going to talk about for the most part on the podcast. So let yeah, the people I probably, know. Yeah. Let the people know. I am not running the Tokyo Marathon this year. Wah, wah. Why not? Is it because you're too weak? Well, you know what? <laughs> first of all, you're not wrong. I was setting you up. All right, come on, let him. First of all, first of all, you're not wrong. Um, because I am a little bit hurt right now. I was supposed to go on that long run, but then I uh, really, I only did five. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Like, 
so I did get I did get hurt. It was sort of like uh, a hip flexor type of thing. Oh, man, I'm sorry for making that joke. That's, that's a bad joke. Now I'm deleting that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> keep it in. from the record. Keep it in. Nah, no way. That's too much work. Um, You're right. So yeah, I ran five. I was supposed to run twenty. Uh, and it felt good the first four, and then once I hit five, I must have stepped on something wrong, or like there's some sort of pothole or oh, God. a foot. It wasn't like a real pothole. Yeah. It makes it sound like I no, not looking where I'm going. It doesn't really matter because yeah, you, what you hurt your ankle. Uh, well, just it just foot. felt like it's like one of those things where like sometimes when you're not stepping properly, it almost feels like your leg goes into your uh, into your hip a little bit harder Oof. than it's supposed to. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's sort of like jammed up. Uh, more than anything so like the lower leg is fine it's just the hip area is not so good um but the reason why i'm not running tokyo marathon is because it got canceled uh the coronavirus is in japan officially and not only in japan but in tokyo and so there was uh, i remember it was on sunday last week was it last week yes that uh we got uh I got a few text messages and it was from like runner's magazine or something. I tweeted this thing that it was officially canceled. So I went to runner's magazine and I went to the Tokyo marathon main page and they officially said that they were canceling it for all registered runners, except for two classes, the Olympic qualifying one and the like wheelchair hand cycle, uh, class so if you're in the wheelchair hand cycle class you're still okay to go and they have to keep the olympic qualifier like uh runners like for like the elite elite like the professional professional runners right just because of the uh because it's so close to the olympics so they have you know instead of having like tens of thousands of people fly in uh into a coronavirus infected area run a marathon so everyone's immunocompromised uh and then get coronavirus and fly back to the rest of the world that's literally how the end of the world might happen um so you know we canceled everything uh it actually wasn't as bad as it could have been for carolyn and i because we were supposed to this is funny we were supposed to spend all of sunday planning our tokyo trip we only had like i booked a hotel for like four nights that got us from the time we landed in tokyo to the day after the marathon and we still had another like five days that we had to plan for and so we we're like oh you know it's like only two weeks away we should really think about you know planning this thing and the morning of the day that we're supposed to spend all day planning thing got canceled so i uh, i called chase because i booked it with points i spent about like eighty thousand plus points on uh on the hotel it's gonna it was a nice hotel too it was like uh the grand hilton or something like that um really close to the starting area of the uh of the marathon plus it was also in the shinjuku area which is supposedly a pretty happening spot they refunded my points in like 15 minutes wow and then i reached out to asiana airlines which i think is a korean airline and they're like, all right, well, we got to cancel it first here, but then you got to write to us letting you know that you want a refund. So I did that. And originally, so we we booked these tickets on uh, like Scott's G flights. So oh, yeah. two tickets, two tickets total was $1,300, super cheap. Normally they're like a thousand plus, but we got each for like 650 or whatever. And then the, the agent on the phone said that the cancellation fee per ticket was three hundred dollars i'm like all right well it is what it is we didn't get insurance we never get insurance like how, how am i supposed to know this is gonna happen right, right? yeah you're pretty 
pretty yeah. set on this. And then, and then a few days later, like I get an email from the person like confirming that I'm going to do this, and the cancel fee was even less than that. So we're okay. all in. Like it costs two hundred and fifty bucks for like a cancel ticket. Oh, nice. I mean, I I, I did have to. I basically paid a thousand dollars to run the race, to like fundraise and all that stuff. I just like didn't ask anyone to fundraise. I just did it. Um, now everyone gets a guaranteed entry for 2021. Uh, thankfully, I don't have to re-fundraise like another thousand dollars. I just have to buy in the uh, the entry fee for the race again next year. Okay. They are sending me, and I, I was going to do this later. Uh, they are sending me like all of the 2020 like Tokyo Marathon like stuff that I bought, like a race shirt. Um, they're also sending me. Uh, let's see what else are they sending me? They're sending me like a race poncho, uh, the bib, the timing chip design with the Tokyo Marathon 2020 logo. There's a runner robe, a heat sheet, the official program. Um, and all that stuff. So I just have to. Uh, I think I have to make sure to update my address. Uh, so yeah, I mean, is it disappointing? Yes, it's super disappointing because I've never been to Japan before, and this is going to be like a really big thing. Uh, but you know, it's better to not go to a place where there is coronavirus. Granted, <laughs> we're like healthy, we're young, we're not the people that are dying, who are like usually super old or super young that are already really sick. But that's like. Any sane person would be like, oh, you're going to a place where a pandemic might be happening? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I figured I'd, uh, I'd share it with you. So. Appreciate it. It's definitely very unfortunate. I'm like, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about that. Um, yeah. I'm glad that the cancellation, like the cancellations and such were re- was relatively smooth because that is not something that you want to have to like, because I know you were dealing with that. Was it on Monday or was it Tuesday? I think it was Sunday. Sunday. I thought I thought I was at work when you were dealing with it. Oh. oh, you know what? You're right. It was Monday. It was Monday because it was President's Day. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it just felt like a Sunday because yeah. obviously, you know. Fair enough. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we're really excited that you're going to London. We're, we're actually trying to figure out how to run the 2021 london marathon there's like all these things that have to happen and it's like super expensive to to do it but there's a there's a chance where we'll be going to tokyo and london like pretty closely uh within like the within each other oh wow really Mm-hmm. so hey if you if you find your if you and elena find yourself in uh in london again by all means hit us up feel like get that afternoon tea <laughs> I feel like there's a chance. It's funny. I love I love like afternoon coffee and it's so funny how difficult it can be to find in England. Yeah. Like can I get some coffee? Uh we have espresso. Like, oh, okay. Um but uh yeah. Uh, that sounds good. Let me yeah. let me tell you about what I did this weekend. What'd you do? Because it was Lena it's it is Lena's birthday this coming Tuesday. Okay. So I when like I I've been planning or think like trying to prepare for the birthday weekend for a while. I've been thinking of different things to do, um, and despite that, it still ended up being like this kind of last minute ish effort on my part. I don't know how it ended up happening. I guess time just time just flew by, but I also was just trying to find the like the best like the perfect thing. 
So my initial idea was to do like a staycation, book us a hotel in Philadelphia and and uh, do a, you know, just do like food tour type of deal. Not like an official mm-hmm. food tour, but like, you know, hit up a bunch of different restaurants. Um, and then Lena a few weeks ago texted me saying that she would actually really like to do kind of a day spa experience. So I was like, OK, cool. Let me let me, you know, we'll do a night at a hotel instead of like a whole weekend. We will do um we'll do a day spa and then we'll have, you know, dinner and lunch and whatever other meals um, throughout the stay. And I was about to do that. I was about to book it until I realized how ridiculously expensive the hotel was going to be if I booked it for a single night. And then I realized how little time we were really going to get. Cause if it's just for a single night, you check in, check ins at three and then you got to check out by 11 AM the next day. Like it was going to be a decent amount of money when we're local um so what i ended up doing was just saying all right forget the uh forget the hotel aspect yesterday so on a saturday what day is today today's sunday right so today's sunday so on saturday um we we went to breakfast at uh first watch one of our favorite like local local restaurants so we got we got brunch there took gordon with us and then after that we what do we do? We we hung out. Oh, she took a nap. She took a little nap, so I hung out with Gordon for that for that period of time. And then we were gonna go to this restaurant called Mad Mex, which is kind of like a uh, a Mexican style restaurant. But yesterday was apparently National Margarita Day. Oh. And the the closest Mad Mex is about an hour hour and fifteen from us. So like it's near King of Prussia. So we drove all the way out there. And when we arrived, we arrived with a decent amount of time, but um, like, I don't know, we, we arrived at around like six-ish, I think. And we were told that the, it was going to be like an hour to two wait. Now, the problem with that, like, yes, technically we could have waited, I guess, an hour or two. Um, it wasn't, that wouldn't have been ideal, though. Um, we were going to be doing an escape room afterward. And so <laughs> we, we decided that we couldn't wait that long. We ended up going to like a taco spot. Um, eight, and then went to Westchester, where we met up with Mark, Brandon, Craig, uh, and their and their wives slash fiance, and we did a, a an office theme or the office themed escape room. Lena was really excited about this escape room. One because she loves escape rooms, but two because she loves the office. But the escape room ended up being a bit lackluster. I won't lie. Like, I why was it lackluster? There wasn't, it It was kind of, I realized this afterward, like, first of all, all right, we spent, we spent the first, eight, we spent eight minutes at the beginning looking for the first, like, clue, key, item, anything. We're looking through this room, we can't, we can't find anything. And at some point, someone's like, should we ask for a hint? Or should we ask for a clue? Because they're just like listening to us the whole time. So there's no... There are some escape rooms that I've been in where they will give clues periodically. Um, this one, they will only give you a clue if you ask for it. And so someone was like, oh, let's just ask for the clue. And then like right after that, someone finds a key. There was a key that was just sitting on the windowsill of one of the windows in the room. So that key sets us on our, on our path. Most of the most of the puzzles after that were relatively easy to do, but the reason I had an issue with this is that there was absolutely nothing in the room that could allow multitask, like multiple groups 
tackling it a single time. So I was telling Lane, I was like, a single person could have done this room by themselves and they wouldn't have been overwhelmed with items or tasks. In a lot of escape rooms you'll go to, there's one, a lot of red herring. So you have like books to look through. There's like artwork and things like that, that you're, that people are trying to figure out, like, does this mean anything? Is this going to help either with our, with, with a puzzle that we have at hand already, or potentially with something in the future? They'll have like books that have words highlighted in them to make it seem like this might help you with a password later on. This room didn't really have any of that. And so most of us were kind of like, it, it, it was almost like, like people were kind of divided or about the room trying to find stuff, but there really wasn't anything to do after the first, like there wasn't anything to search through anymore. Once we realized in the first eight minutes that the only things that had stuff of interest were the 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 locks like the drawers and stuff that were locked so for example like we there's there um there was a reception desk like pam's desk there was jim and dwight's desk stanley's desk and angela's desk so there were what five desks in the room plus the reception that's it yeah that was basically it there was a christmas tree and um like some presents some empty boxes and then some ornaments on the christmas tree which had uh, characters' names and then a number on the back of those ornaments. The desks, several of the desks had locks. There was a filing cabinet that that had like a single lock. Every drawer that didn't have a lock was completely empty. The desks had monitors on them as well as a keyboard and a mouse that had nothing to do with the room. And there was like a really weird pegboard that had some yarn tied about these um the nails that were in the pegboard that was about it so we're all like looking through the room and very quickly realize there's nothing in here like there's nothing (laughs) there's nothing there's no like drawer that's unlocked where the first clue is or the drawers that are unlocked where like the first set of clues are which is typically how a lot of these rooms function there's like something that's on mm-hmm. something that's unlocked where you'll find your first set of clues that will set you on your way and eventually bring people back together by the end. Now, of course, oftentimes there's like one single drawer that you're all trying to get into. And once you get into it, everybody comes together and huddles around and reads the clue out loud, right? Um, and of course that was happening here, but it happened all the time. There was nothing that we were really like splitting up to do. And the times where we were splitting up, it was to split up because we were like, well, maybe we missed something before and you go and you look around and it's again, you're, it's not like you're, it's not like you're finding stuff or reading through books and trying to figure out what did we miss? You're literally opening empty drawers. There's nothing to go through. Oh, so that's um, that's kind of lackluster. You're right. Yeah. The only the only other thing that I realized later though was there was a trash can and in the trash can there were some crumpled up pieces of paper. One of those papers had I don't know if you did you did you watch The Office ever? I did. Okay, so there's the fire drill episode. Mm-hmm. There was a an announcement for a fire drill and it was uh in red bold letters, capital F I R E fire with an exclamation point. And then whatever the rest of the note said, and it was like very obvious. Oh, that is the password for one of the um, alphabetical locks. And so, you know, you put in fire with an exclamation point and it opens up. So that was the other item that was exposed at the beginning that had we found that we would have been able to get into one lock drawer. But it wasn't going to like 
there was only like six or seven total locks that were in the room. We got out of it in about 20 minutes and we needed one hint. Um, the one thing that we weren't going to figure out was that pegboard. You needed to use um, a, a fire escape map that was on the, the wall near the front of the room, which I thought was like a real fire map. <laughs> um, and so you needed to use that pegboard to end the yarn to draw the roots out from one of the clues of um, to spell I think it was like three letters or something. Yeah, three letters that were used in a uh, an, in an alphabetical like um, locker lock. So like you had to get the three letters from that. Um, but we did it. It just wasn't. It was definitely not the best escape room I've ever done. You know that the fact that this escape the room was probably not as built out as it could have been or should have been reminds me of the time. You went and tested out that new escape the room that was close to your guys' place where some guy had created one and asked you guys to come through and just give it a like a run through and you guys like killed it like really, yeah. really quickly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the the one thing about that one is that it was at like it was free. It was a it was gonna be at the like Middletown like historical site or something like that. Like I don't know, whatever the building was called. But I don't think they were charging people to do that, mm-hmm. or at the very least, like it was kind of like a, it was it was set up by people who don't set up escape rooms. It was pretty impressive the work that they were able to put into it when that's not their job. <laughs> um, so, I mean, overall, it was still cool-ish. It was still a cool experience, but it, it definitely it doesn't rank high on my on my escape room list. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the big thing though for the birthday was today. So we went out to a place called uh I think it's called Zakes. Zakes Cakes, I think is what it is. Yeah, Zakes Cakes. I was just Googling them. Zakes Cafe. Zakes Cafe. So it's a, a breakfast spot up in uh in uh, Fort Washington, also near Philly. Very close to where we went yesterday, uh for the for the um Mad Mex dinner that we didn't end up having. And it was really good. Um, Lena got a what smoked salmon and a poached egg. That and sounds great. I, I got a crab uh, mushroom cheddar omelet with um, breakfast potatoes, and then we also split a um, what was it called? It was a coconut something French toast. It was basically like coconut shavings um, with uh, this like caramel mango um, coconut sauce instead of syrup that you dipped into. And then the the French toast itself had like uh, raspberries and strawberries on top. The food was delicious. They also have a bunch of like cakey items, you know, cupcakes, cakes, cheesecakes, things like that. So we got a few of those. So I'll be eating some of those after after we finish up this recording. And then from there, we went to the um, it's actually a it's called the Logan Hotel in Philadelphia. It's a Hilton hotel mm-hmm. and they have they have a a spa there it's called the uh the the underground the underground spa and so um i booked us a couple's massage there i've never had a massage before in my life i should point i should i should note that oh so this was this was like you know gonna be a first for me and they told us that we could use their pool or um gym beforehand so if we wanted to arrive early we could do that so we did we arrived um 
you know, they set us up in like the locker. We got like a robe, slippers. Um, and uh, so we, you know, we changed and then we, we worked out for about an hour. And then from there, we both took showers, got, you know, refreshed and such. And then we went to their, uh, they have a little meditation room. So we made a couple of cups of tea, hung out there for about five, 10 minutes before we were pulled in for the massage. It was a 50 minute massage. Um, the couples massage is a funny concept to me because there's nothing really coupley about it other than the fact that you're both in the same room. Right. So you kind of, you kind of pay a premium to just be in the same room with one another. Yeah. I mean, you can talk to each other. Have you, were yeah, you, you guys could, talking? You could. No, no, no. We were just like, we were just completely just mad, relaxed. Mad, yeah. uh, what's it called? Mad awkward, huh? Just like, uh, <laughs> let's just pretend we don't know each other in a couple's they, massage I, with your be. wife. They have, they have like, they have like music playing, like just, you know, relaxing, calm music. We were literally just like, you know, I'm, I'm like, my eyes are closed. I'm just like in a state of just, I don't want to say I was meditating or anything. You passed out. Was, you passed out. I did not pass out. No. Lena actually normally does fall asleep during her massages. But yeah, she I didn't fall asleep all the time. I was both, I was very aware of everything that was happening, but I was just, come, you know, just super, super relaxed. And it was really good. I, I did cross it yesterday. Um, and then we, of course we worked out beforehand today. So they were able to, you know, work out my back. And again, like I said, it's my first massage ever. So I, like certainly people have put their hands in on me. Like, you know, Lane has given me a little massages. Put their hands on you. Jesus, yeah, dude, on what me, kind of a <laughs> description is that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. I people just put hands on me before. Really, dude? I like the phrasing. Um, so, but I've never had like a professional massage. So it was, it was very, it was very nice. It was very good. Um, so yeah, afterward it was, it was 50 minutes afterwards. We, we, um, went back, they gave Lena a, a glass of champagne and I went back, made another cup of tea and we just kicked it in the, in the, uh, the meditation room for like half an hour. And then, and then from there we left, came back home, picked up some wings on the, on the way home. Have you ever, have you ever been to the wing spot? I want to go to the wing spot. I saw, I saw a commercial with Jalen Rose like a year ago um talking about them it was it was good it was pretty good um and yeah that was that was that was, that was the birthday evening or the nice. birthday even the birthday weekend um her her actual birthday is on tuesday so on tuesday i was going to pick us up dinner from um like pick us up some some uh indian food because she there's this restaurant that she loves um, but her mom also offered to make to make dinner, and Lena loves her mom's lamb chops. So Lena was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to do the lamb chops." So I I ordered a cake from a bakery nearby. So um, I'm gonna leave work just a little early just to get home so I can spend some time with her. And she's taking off work tomorrow and on Tuesday, so she'll have some time tomorrow and Tuesday to you know just do her hang out with Gordon and whatnot. Probably get a you know pedicure or something. But uh, yeah, that was that was it. Awesome, yeah, yeah. Very cool, man. Well, it sounds like it was a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you later what uh what I've got. What we're gonna have to try and do for uh for Carolyn with When's her birthday? birthday. The uh twenty third of May. Okay. So sooner, soon. Yeah, you you planned it already, huh? Well, I'm just thinking about stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, should we, uh, should we get out of here? Should yeah, here? sounds good. Yeah. So we had some crazy stuff with the recording. So hopefully, oh, I'm, hopefully I'm able God. to address it all and fix it and, it. and it sounds good. Um, 
If not, you're going to get a very out of sync podcast or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.